Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 46. I'm your host, Julian, co-host Justin with me here. It's been another week of live action sports, breaking news, Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. Patrick Mahomes looks like he might miss significant time, more time than we would expect him to have already should have missed with the ankle injury. Uh, Marcus Peters gets shipped off to Baltimore. We see that Tyler Hero is is a rookie of the year candidate, early favorite for uh, for some Heat fans. He's gonna be in that Zion and uh, what's what seems to be you know wide open other than Zion uh, this year. And uh, yeah, NBA season starts off on Tuesday. We got some good games in the NFL this weekend. We're gonna cover a few of those, but uh, I think I think we should jump right back into this Patrick Mahomes since. You know, they're obviously playing tonight. Um, this game will be long done by the time the listeners hear this. But luck, what I will say is luckily, you know, they they were up big when he went down and they were able to hold it down because if it was a close game, you know, I think those Chiefs were in trouble and that defense wouldn't have played with as much momentum as they had. Uh, so they're lucky that they did, you know, win a crucial divisional game. We're talking about the Broncos, but hey, when your franchise goes down and you don't have one of the best defenses and your offensive line is already kind of, you know, gimpy over there. And you have no Sammy Watkins. You know, as much as we may think that that's not a huge deal, Sammy Watkins actually was crucial to the Chiefs' success. He actually missed the last two games and what they do lose. So, um, you know, I think I think just them not being able to stay healthy all around has hurt them all season, obviously. Yep, and then Tyreek Hill, or Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones, and, you know, now Patrick Mahomes. And this is something that is obviously going to take over the talk of the league for the next few weeks because he's not coming back this week, um, and it doesn't look like he's going to be coming back within the next three, four weeks. I mean, we don't know, and we won't know until tomorrow or Saturday when he takes his MRI. However, we saw his knee had to get popped back into place. We saw the cart come out, and he just declined it. We saw uh, him limping off. The, we saw him, like, pulling his hair out on the floor. I firmly agree with Like Kyle, when Rudolph got hit, well, that was different. That was the cart malfunction. But we always say we have to protect the players from themselves. I mean, yeah, he might have wanted to walk off. He might have thought that was the better thing to do. But, I mean, you just got to need to pop back in. You probably shouldn't. I mean, yeah, you got to protect the players from themselves at that point. I think we should yeah, and I think that was an that was obviously an ego thing from Patrick Mahomes, but it was also, you know, the Chiefs not wanting to look like, you know, everything's just this is the moment, you know. Right. We saw, you know, Carson Wentz walk off the field and play a few more downs after he tore his ACL versus the Rams a few years ago. I mean. Call it what you want, and uh, 
you know, I, I don't think it's the right move either, but it just shows how tough this kid is and how much he, he really wants to just be out there. We were talking earlier and, you know, with the ankle injury that came, it came, it started week one, you know, versus Jacksonville at home. And, and, uh, it never, it, it hasn't, it didn't bother him or affect him. I'd say, I'm not going to say it didn't bother him. It didn't affect him in the few weeks after, but obviously we saw Sunday night versus the Colts at home. Um, that pass rush wasn't, wasn't uh too bad and and Patrick Mahomes was having to make plays with his legs but he ended up re-aggravating the ankle and then he ended up getting stepped on by his teammate and it just got worse over the period of the game uh to where he came immobile became immobile and then you know going out there last week versus Deshaun Watson and the Texans you know granted Deshaun Watson's playing MVP like football uh respectively and the Texans are playing pretty good this year they went out they went on the road and and beat the same team that the Colts did uh, and showed that, yeah, Patrick Mahomes isn't the same right now. And when he's not 100%, this team is not, you know, capable of holding him and, and having his back. So what I want to ask you is, uh, being though that Patrick Mahomes is hurt, he won't be, you know, playing in the next several weeks, I'm going to presume, from, from what we saw on TV. Um, how big is this? going to affect the AFC West and, and this division that seems to, to low-key be wide open. You know, you got the Raiders hungry, you got the Chargers who's not playing too good, and, and the Broncos obviously going through their uh, mishaps. Exactly. And I was just going to say, you know, Melvin Gordon. Deep. Right. But Derwin James is, he accounts for two, three players, you know, on another team. Uh, his. Literally. His hard-hitting, you know, his hard-hitting presence. And then going back to Melvin Gordon, I agree. You know, I think that him doing the holdout benefited him to not have to play those first four or five weeks of the season and uh, preserve his body to take that into December, January and, and try to come to Miami in February, you know. For sure.
touchdown that they put up for the Broncos. Marcus Robinson comes in motion. Uh, the first quarter, and then after that, it was just an A. I mean, Joe Flacco could really just not get anything going. And they and they relied too heavy on Freeman and Lindsey. And teams can see it coming from a mile away. Yep. And then, you know, credit to the Chiefs for coming on defense. You know, they got eight sacks tonight, two forced fumbles. They had a defensive score. So, you know, when when you're playing a team like the Chiefs, you know you have to be near perfect to beat them going into the game. Then their quarterback gets hurt, and you, you let them beat you with what they're worst at. You literally let them beat you. I, I would rather Matt Moore had come in the game and threw two or three touchdowns and like, you know, oh, snap, our defense. You know. But to let them literally just run through your line, run through your offensive line, uh, you know, get those sacks, pressure Joe Flacco all night. He looked like Josh Rosen out there with the pressure, and uh, he had to fumble twice. And, he, you know, not really having the opportunity to do nothing. Um, so I mentioned to you, Joe, Drew, Luck is, is, Drew Luck is definitely happy he's not playing right now. Because this team has no chance, and uh, you know him be taking shots and quote unquote learning right now wouldn't. The other interesting uh, part of this is we've been hearing trade rumors about Von Miller. I mean, which I don't know why. Yeah, which I don't know why, but I mean, and and that's the thing we don't know if it's coming from Von Miller, which I doubt he was listening at the type, or is it coming from the Broncos when you know they realize? I mean. Having, and we've seen it from a lot of teams, having two pass rushers is extremely clutch. But with them, I think they, you know, with, since winning the Super Bowl, I mean, even the year that they won the Super Bowl, it was off defense. Peyton Manning was on his last leg. Yep. And that was that was a great defensive team because they had the pass rush, they had the defensive backs then, um, and good linebacking. say Drew Locke pans out, we saw that our line cannot hold up, and that's against a patchwork from Kansas City Chiefs. So maybe, you know, you do a swap, maybe you do, you know, Von Miller, which I, even though Von Miller is in, I mean, I think he's, I don't know if he's exactly 30 years old, but I know he's definitely in his 30s. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like 30, 31. Yeah, so I mean, and don't get me wrong, if he goes to the right team, he'll, he'll definitely still produce, he'll be producing until he's at the league. Correct. I, I think That's true. Speaking of trades and, and all that, uh, one of the best players in the NFL, the best player at his position, in my opinion, Jalen Ramsey, was traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Jacksonville gets back a 2020 and a 2021 first-round pick, and I believe a 2021 fourth-round pick. Um, talk to me. You know, I I think it's win-win here. You, you look at Jacksonville's situation, and, you know, they were kind of forced – at their hand in this predicament where Jalen Ramsey truly didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, the the drama had built too too high. Uh, 
the whole thing with Nick Foles kind of threw this season off too because I feel like the energy kind of uh, it went down and went back up as soon as it did with and as far as the fans with looking at Gardner Minshew. But I think a guy like Jalen Ramsey knows you know darn well that that team has no shot at you know truly truly winning a Super Bowl as they might have with Jalen Ramsey or excuse me with Nick Foles. Now they they trade them, they get their two first round picks. You know back to back consecutive years they'll have multiple first round picks. Uh, for a team that can really use extra talent, you know, on on the defensive side of the ball. Right, but we saw in the last two years we've seen some deep, you know, drafts. You you get into that pick 29, 28. Antonio Brown. Right, like if you're gonna get two first round picks, why are you talking to the Rams? Yeah, and and that was that was the whole thing. That's why they took so long to do this trade, and they said they weren't in a hurry to do this trade because all the teams that were looking were playoff contenders. Were you know? Yep. Uh, the Chiefs. You know, the Eagles. they couldn't do what the Dolphins did and got you know the Steelers. Granted, they got lucky the fact that uh, Ben Roethlisberger got hurt. Um, But went from top 15 to now they're on their third string quarterback. <laughs> and it can be a way longer season. You know, obviously I do expect to see Mason Rudolph back. But even with Mason Rudolph, you know, how how high are we riding these Steelers? So Dolphins did a good job with, with getting back, you know, great value for Tunzel and, and Stills. But and I, I don't think that the Jaguars, it's, it's not a horrible trade. Right. Right, but he and coming out of college, still. Yeah, they started off training camp at. Yeah, so I just I think with him it was more of a front office issue than you know a team issue or like uh, like you know the morale of the, of the the team and you know things of that nature. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at the Rams though. If we're if we're gonna talk about both sides, they get the best corner in the league. They trade you know one of their better corners who I wouldn't put. You know, in any top five, top seven discussions. However, Marcus Peters still has a name, still is a confident guy when he goes out on the field. And, you know, I'm sure you pair him with Jimmy Ward and and, um, and Earl Thomas, and he'll be just fine. Now, he doesn't have to pair up with a veteran, you know, unhealthy Aqib Tlaib. You leave Jalen Ramsey out to do that job, you know, somebody who's capable of holding down a whole side one game. And even if you wanted him to go and follow the best player, more than capable to do that as well. So, um, 
you know, they have a young defensive backfield with Josh Johnson, John Johnson, the third Taylor Rapp out of Washington. They, you know, they got Jalen Ramsey now. So they have some, some cornerstone pieces that can grow with this defense. Aaron Donald's going to be there. Yep. And then you have a shutdown, lockdown corner. It's going to be tough. It changes a lot. And so, you know, the quarterback is going to have less time and one whole less side to even kind of try to decipher the throw on. So, um, this team knows that they're all in. You know, if they if they traded away two first-round picks, which, like you said, weren't going to be um, top-tier first-round picks uh, and a fourth, they're going all in. If they go to the Super Bowl – Get to that, you know. I mean, that's what they can do uh, is use those to trade up. That works too. But uh, as far as the Rams, you know, you got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald over there. You have Todd Gurley. You know, sit him till he's healthy if you got to. Uh, but the the problem with. The problem is when you have arthritis, it's, it's, an, over, it's an overtime. It's not going to fix. It's yeah, not going to yeah, just like heal. Listen, all I know is that who's undefeated right now? Them 49ers. Jimmy G's making – he's not even having a great season, but he's making plays. He's extending plays. Kittle's, you know, doing his job and, and, and all the little things he does. Fred Warner and Richard Sherman are having two solid seasons. And that defensive front, if you just look at that defensive line full of first-rounders with DeForest Buckner, Nick Boza, D. Ford, and uh, Solomon Thomas, that defense, that defensive line, that defense has potential to be the best defense in the division in the next two years or so. It, it had to amount to something. The end of that season. Yeah, we're not gonna play. He went what five and zero, right? I think he went five and zero. I think he went six and zero. And he was putting up numbers. He was super numbers. So uh, somebody who's who's who. I hear it. I don't like it. I don't think the Browns want that type of negative energy right now. I think that only shoots Baker Mayfield's confidence a little lower than it is right now. You know, he's one of the most confident guys. But yeah, what are you doing? So I, I keep him, even if he's a problem. Keep him for now, at least. Freddie Kitchens, a rookie head coach. You don't want to look like you really don't know what you're doing out there. Um, 
how bad can this be? You know, you still have the talent to beat your divisional opponents. So, and you still have a whole half a season to get it together. You know, you've thrown 11 picks, Baker, but make it a goal to throw none in the next five weeks, you know? I mean, even though I think Ravens, I'm not going to say they're the clear favorite, but I will say they are the favorite, but realistically, it's wide open. It is, and, and but I do think you give that edge to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. You know, the way they're running that ball and, and making those plays downfield is, is really big. So, another team with quarterback issues, you know, we're talking about the Tennessee Titans here. And your boy, Ryan Tannehill. Shout out Andre because Andre loved Ryan Tannehill coming out of college. And you're You're just another one then. You know that wide receiver we drafted for quarterback? When you say physically, did you punch a hole in the wall? I'm a, no. <laughs> no, I almost punched a hole in the wall when we traded up to get Deion Jordan. That was bad. <laughs> so with Tannehill, you know, Mariota, man. Mariota looks like he could be on his way out of Tennessee as soon as uh, before the trade deadline. We don't know. Like, I, I don't think so. But you never know. He is still on his rookie deal because he's in his fifth year. I think he's in his fifth year, yeah. So he's got that last option, and and he's not going to get that bag, you know what I mean? Uh, he, and I don't know if he starts again in the NFL. Does he start again in the NFL? No, because now he's going to be the next Tannehill. Because, I mean, if you look at it, if you line up their careers, what Tannehill did in Miami and what Mario has been doing, it's it's – Identical. Super they both, mediocre. They both, yeah, they both are athletic. They both can, you know, run the, you know, they both can run. Um, they have high expectations. They're supposed to be this and that. But as far as play-wise, I mean, they look really good other times, and they look like, what are you doing most of the time? So. It's just caught in between. And, but the only thing is, Mariota's had a way better off. Mariota's had an offensive line since he's been there, really. If the Titans keep losing, if the Titans keep losing, is Mike Vrabel on that hot seat? No. Titans lose six more games? Set, uh, four? Four more games out of what? No, they have what? Nine games left? Five out of nine? If he goes under 500? No. If he loses the rest of the season? <laughs> Now, I mean, I, I think Tannehill, you know, he's a solid veteran guy who knows how to make, you know, good reads. He didn't have talent in Miami. He didn't have a lot of talent. And when he did, you got to give it to him. He played pretty good when Devontae Parker was healthy, when Albert Wilson was healthy, Kenny Stills was playing good, Jakeem Grant, when Ajayi had his breakout year. I look at Ajayi. He's out of the league. Damn, I forgot about him. Um, but, yeah, going back to Tannehill, I think that the Titans are a talented enough team to win some games. But Mario, I, you know, you look at Mariota. Wow. Because right now, what they're sitting at two and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Tannehill will finish if he if he continues finishing the season. I think he'll finish with a positive record over Mariota. Man, it's just you see what they did in college. You know, being him and Jameis. And the surprising 
you know, just change of like, you know, Mariota was one of those who never made mistakes. Jameis, we knew, like, he's the NFL's leading turnover since he came to the league. I could totally see that, you know, five years later, Jameis could be leading the league in turnovers, whatever. But to say that Mariota would be playing so mediocre and make such bad decisions, you know, um, He used to take chances in college. He used to make plays. Like he and he used to make plays. Like he could throw and he could run. Like he was dynamic. He can pick apart defenses, read coverage, and I don't know, I guess he took that next step. Could be. Damn. Damn. Yeah, so, I mean, quarterback issues going around the league. Thankfully, the Dolphins have no wins this year, and Kenyon Drake swatted the, swatted the ball down at the goal line. He did the right thing. We might win. You weren't ready for that, though? It, it smacked you? Watching success. Watching, yeah, watching the Dolphins. So I'm like, okay, take a field goal going to overtime. But then when that happened, I'm like, oh, that's right. We're tanking, so it doesn't matter. And that play call, thinking of throwing a screen to Kenyon Drake, is the best play call. That you definitely reminded everybody, oh, that's right. We're, we're trying to get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. So I don't I don't know why we even spent two minutes on the Dolphins, but we gotta give the local crowd, I guess, a little bit of their team. Another another uh local crowd team that we can talk about if we're gonna transition real quick, uh, would be the Heat. So we'll do that in a little bit and talk about, you know, t- Jimmy Butler and, and how Tyler Hero is really confident. But before we jump out of the NFL, let's go ahead over, over these three games real quick, starting with the 4 o'clock matchup, New Orleans at Chicago. Uh, we still have no Drew Brees, and we got no Mitch Trubisky. So this is going to be Teddy Bridgewater and that Saints offense versus Khalil Mack and that, you know, Bears defense. And then Chase... Chase Daniels is going to have a, a rough time playing that Saints defense. I don't like a blowout. I don't. I don't. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, the Saints are going to do their job. They can win by maybe two possessions. However, nothing nothing more, you know, nothing too crazy. I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater has the chance. The, the, he doesn't have it to blow out a team, one. Two, being the 
Bears. The one thing I give credit to Sean Payton, he is he can change on a dime. What I mean by that is he has the ability to game plan for anybody. It doesn't matter who's back there at at, a, at quarterback. He can definitely game plan and, and make the playbook and make you look like an outstanding quarterback. And I think he's done that with Teddy Bridgewater. Also, to Teddy Bridgewater's benefit, the defense has been playing lights out since he's you know since he's been starting. Marshawn Lattimore is looking like the Marshawn Lattimore we saw his rookie year. He's locking down any and all comers. Uh, Cameron Jordan gets to the quarterback. I mean, the whole defense is just playing in sync. So when you take that and you take that against Chicago, I mean, and you, you say about a Chicago Bears defense, but look how that defense looked against the Raiders. That's true, but we got to credit the Raiders for being, you know, a pretty good team this year. The Raiders' offense is playing really good, and uh, I think we're kind of just letting them fly by. Now, with this Patrick Mahomes injury, we might start hearing the Raiders talk more. Yeah, but see, my thing is, and don't get me wrong, the Chicago Bears defense is definitely a flight defense. They also were in London. Right. So nine times out of ten, the, the offensive possessions compared to defensive possessions is going to be way off balance. I think you're going to have three defense possessions. I think it's going to be a three-one ratio, and the defense out there way too much. They're going to get tired. Mm-hmm. And you know, all it takes is one play. You know, Alvin Kamara, Teddy Bridgewater's got wheels. Right. You got you know uh, Mike Thomas. You got Teddy. Like, they got weapons. They do. I just, I just, I just want to see. I, I need to see execution, and uh, I think it's easier for that Chicago Bears defense to execute than it will be Bridgewater, so I think we're going to have to split this one. I'm going to go Chicago wins, uh, you know, with with the strength of that defense, and I think it's one of those Khalil Mack type of games where Teddy Bridgewater is just under pressure all game and, and uh, really can't get into that rhythm. We saw them struggle against Jacksonville. You know, we go back to that game, and it was 6-6 going into, like, the third quarter, so um, – Granted, Jacksonville has a good defense, but the Bears, to me, has a better one. That was no Jalen Ramsey. You know, you, you got guys like uh, Kendall Fuller might be out um, this week, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, you still got Eddie Jackson. You still got McPhee. You still got uh, Ha-Ha and uh, Big Boy Hicks. Hicks on the line with uh, Khalil Mack. So, and and you know is Rokron Smith back with the team? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if he is. I think he is, but I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll split that one. I'm gonna go Bears. You got Saints, and we'll see after uh, after that game on Sunday. But the second game that I wanted to talk to you about was the Chargers at Titans, and we just spoke about you know Ryan Tannehill getting a start and. Him possibly being able to turn this around just a little bit, you know, bring a little spark, maybe play better, truly, and and actually show, you know, that offense is dynamic. Yeah. So this has bigger implications for, you know, the two and four Chargers because. Mm-hmm. Now, realistically, we're going to look at it and say, all right, Houston and Indy are, are really fighting for that division. We're not going to we're not going to give that up. So. As far as winning their division, the, the Chargers really, really have to win this game. There's no, there's no choice. You got to win this game. You can't go down two and five and then expect one to even make the playoffs because teams that go two and five typically 
you know, they're not sitting too well at the end of the season. Now, if you want to go two and five, you can still risk it because Patrick Mahomes isn't there. Um, and you don't know what Raiders you're going to get week in and week out. But if the Raiders can come in and uh, say the Raiders get a, a big win on uh, against Green Bay this week, right? Well, not only that, they already have a loss to the Broncos, so that's, that's a divisional loss. That's one. But say the Raiders even, you know, they get this big NFC win uh, versus the NFC team. And, and, you know, you're looking at the Chargers and – they're going to have to be fighting at the end of the season for those division wins. They're going to have to fight. And and granted, we, like I said before, we don't know what the extent of Patrick Mahomes' injury is, but the Chargers are going to want to hope that, you know, he has to sit out for the rest of the year being realistic because if they were to go down 2-5, and five, and, and honestly, honestly, in my opinion, the way the Chargers have been playing this year uh, has been real sloppy, you know, it's 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 been real negative you know you had the whole melvin gordon holdout situation that kind of threw things off with their running game now you look at uh the titans and they're going to come out at home on fire i'm sure that the defense is going to try to click i'm sure that you know they're going to try to get Tannehill the best opportunity to win this game so it's this one's really up in the air for me and and i'll take the chargers as just being a better team and, and probably getting to that to that quarterback and you know playing the backup but we also got to look at the fact that this year has truly been the year of the backup quarterback. So, you know, this one's going to be fun. I'm just going to go with the better team overall this week, and, and I think the Chargers understand, seeing what happened on Thursday night, that Patrick Mahomes is out. If we want to win, this is the chance. We'll start winning games now. They're going to have to take advantage of that, and, and you know, they're well coached. So I do got the Chargers in that one. I just, Philip Rivers is playing so inconsistent right now. Uh, I think they still, they still, they just haven't got the wheels turning yet. And I understand the desperate factor, but I just don't think, for, like, they're not playing with any urgency. You know, they're not playing like a desperate team. Where I think it's true, it's true. It's sad. They're yeah, playing sad. Yeah, where I think as Tennessee, you know, they, I think they're going to be rejuvenated because they do have. A, a very they have a solid team. Right, I they mean, have talent on their team. Yeah, I mean, especially on defense, on offense, they're not going to really blow you away. But yeah, they do have a very good offensive line. But they can blow you away on offense. You know, Hunter Henry came back. They have a Travis Benjamin still, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, like Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon. This is a lot of weapons. They have a solid offensive line. So, right, and I, and I like I said, I do think that uh, Tannehill is a slightly better quarterback than Mariota, and I think this is going to be the best team he's played with in quite some time. Like I said, I think with you know Tannehill being in there, he's going to be rejuvenated, and I think he's going to be rejuvenated and feel like he has something to prove, and they're going to be in front of the home crowd. Yeah. It's fair enough. Uh, we could split that one as well. And then before we get into the next game, you know, we're going to focus on this next game. NBA starts on Tuesday. We'll start with that NBA talk on Thursday. We're going to have that doubleheader with the Lakers playing the Clippers and the Rocket, uh, excuse me, the Raptors playing the Pelicans. So we'll start getting in that basketball talk. Tyler Hero, if basically to sum it up, he's a bad mother. You know what I'm saying? He ain't got back down nobody. Jimmy Butler's got his back. And, um, you know, he's going to do what he does. As far as uh, any other NBA news, like I said, we'll start covering that on Thursday. But let's get into the Sunday night matchup. It's going to be the last game of the day, last game of the matchups. 
and Doug Peterson might might have might have to swallow those words. And if he if he doesn't have to, then we might see Jason Garrett get the boot. It would be overdue, too. I mean, in the sense that Garrett has lost his job and won it back in the same seasons. Did, did you see the clip of when they playing the Jets and, and the, the dudes were coming out? I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if they were coming out of the tunnel or what. And they were running past Jason Garrett. And Jason Garrett's trying to, like, hype his guys up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's trying to, like, talk to him. And he's, like, you know, trying to get, get a high five from the guys. And they just walk past blind. Wow. And went right past him like he's not even there. Did he lose the locker room, you think? I mean, they lost to the Jets on the road. Uh, Sam Darnold's first game back from being sick <clears throat> for like four weeks. Uh, inexcusable. You know, you're a Super Bowl contending team. This is the thing about the Cowboys. They, they're they always uh, a very good team, very solid, but they don't show that dominance of like, all right, the games we're supposed to win, we're just going to go out and win. You know, they, they, they find themselves in regular season, good games and, and all this stuff. And not to say that you can't have a good game and the Patriots don't play good games, but, you know, you can tell those teams that are bound to win a championship this year. And as sad as it sounds and as much as talent you say that they have on both sides of the ball, which they do, I still don't see them as true Super Bowl contenders this year. And I just truly see, you know, the Seahawks being able to beat them real quick. The, the Packers, look what they did to them about two weeks ago. Um, and, and then, you know, the, the, up for argument, yeah, you got the 49ers. And then there's another argumentative team that you can say in the NFC. Look at the Rams. The Rams. The Rams, you know, because depending on how, how that's going to go, you know they're not going to run down their throat for 230 yards this year like they did last year. So, you know, you can respect the Cowboys a little more. But, you know, there's, and the Vikings. You know, I'll take the Vikings over the Cowboys right now. So, uh, I, that's fine. But I, I like them. Um, anyways. That's not what this is about. This is about Philadelphia going into Dallas on Sunday night with words with words of 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 victors. And the head coach, it wasn't this wasn't Zach Brown. Last week we saw Zach Brown literally say Kirk Cousins is their weak link and he went and go torched him up for almost 340 yards, whatever it was, and Diggs had his three touchdowns. And literally got cut. So does Peterson follow that road? They better win for their coach because uh, last time we saw somebody talking before the game, it didn't turn out too well. And you know, truly, truly, I, you know, Doug Peterson's job security should be fine. Um, however, however, just just being in, you know speaking in general, the Eagles are going to have to clean it up back there because back in them defensive backs, it's. But it's it's so obvious from TV. It's obvious on film. It's obvious, you know, highlights. Their front four is not going to be able to win the games. You know, they're going to have to have pressure. They're going to have to have, uh, you know, good defensive backs to be able to win. And that's why I don't think Philly's a true contender for the Super Bowl this year as well, because it's tr- it's truly too many injuries. One and and not enough talent in the sense of you know big playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. They don't have a, a playmaking linebacker, and they don't have, you know, any playmaking. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, Alshon 
Jeffries, hit or miss. Nelson Aguilar, hit or miss. Deshaun uh, Jackson, I mean, he's, he's not he's not 100%. So, and then the run game, I mean, Jordan, they're not built, they're not built to run the ball like Chicago did. So Jordan Howard. I don't understand why they really, really went and got him. Yeah, like Jordan Howard is not built for this team. This team clearly wants to air it out. And they're, they're going to try to. 45, you know, 50 times a yeah, game. Like, Right. They're trying to they're trying to spread you out and get the matchup. So yeah, that's not really working out. And then so it's just they gotta figure they gotta figure a lot out. Yeah. They, they, and they need more than they think they do. All in all, you know who do you got in this game? I think the Cowboys come in. They have to win this game. They know what's at stake. It's a divisional game, and and they're the true contenders out of the NFC East. I think that they go and showcase that Dak Prescott has a bounce back, really good game, and uh, and and just. You know, on that turf, it's different. I think Amari Cooper is going to eat up that defensive backfield for the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, and help his team, you know, win win this game. That's true. That's okay, true. Even, you know, the first court, uh, uh, Randall Cobb is not, you know, going to be a hundred percent. Gallup is just coming back from injury. He's not going to really be. A so it might be a, a decent matchup now because uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the twos versus the, the Eagles defensive backfield. And then I think I don't know if Collins, their other offensive lineman, is playing. So I mean, they're both banged up, and just for the simple fact of, like I said, I just think the morale is so low. Doug Peterson's going for it on fourth and fourteen. You just want to see Garrett gone. Gone, gone, Garrett. I don't think that happens. I think Jerry rocks with him for the rest of the season no matter what happens. I think that's the type of guy Jerry is. I don't agree with it, but and I, and I truly would love to agree with you, but just knowing Jerry Jones and how he constructs his stuff, and you know, I don't I don't see Jason Garrett getting fired midseason. I feel like he would give him the pass, you know, to end the season or whatever. So, um we're gonna see, man. We, we got we got another week of football coming up on Sunday. We got basketball coming up on Tuesday. You know, our last preseason games are gonna be this weekend. And uh, also, college football, the the top four of the playoffs are almost you know right around the corner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. By the way, Hurricanes did come out with that win. Unfortunately, the Gators weren't able to. It was a good game, though. We'll give you that. Um, at, uh, Joe Burrow. Heisman football right there. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. And, and Kyle Travis made, made a freshman play. He made a freshman play. So. Top. 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 For sure. I respect it. I think the Hurricanes got DVD still. But anyways, that was episode 46. That's the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Julian. My co-host, Justin, signing out. 
Follow us on Twitter at ATS Pod. Follow us on Instagram at ATS Official. Look how they did Black. Look how they tried to do me, but got JB. Man, that jealousy so real, man, that hate so deep. Man, that envy shit so real, you make it out these streets, you saw it wasn't me. And still shot, what she do to you? We was just winning, now I'm crying at your funeral. But every tear I shed another thousand on your head, niggas. Now show your face and think I'm playing, nigga. Every tear I shed another thousand on your head, boy. Now show your face and think I'm playing, AJB. I wish I was sitting outside with you and I was in that back with you. You know your favorite rapper, wanna never let them guys get you. I would've shot them left from dying, leaking in the street. Wouldn't have ran with smoke the rush and watch that man go to sleep. Hey, you think they came for her? Man, you know they came for me. They took my heart and my brains. Niggas know that I can't think. I'm playing with these drugs. Niggas know I'm like Tyke. Eyes bloodshot red. Niggas know I ain't been asleep, but all these dead loved ones make it hard to sleep. All this anger inside make it hard to grieve. All this nicotine make it hard to breathe. All these tears in my eyes make it hard to sleep. They found a murder weapon, bro. It's gonna be hard to beat. First offer 50 years, so it's hard to plead. Hey, if they do something to us, then they known for it. But if we do something to them, then we wrong for it. Fuck that. If you take mine, I take yours, homie. Then go pray to the Lord. Don't be too hard on me. You drop one, I drop four on me. Then be like, God, please don't be too hard on me. Tear this bitch up, they gon' say I'm dead wrong. Fuck that. These niggas got my auntie with a headstone. Niggas telling me what to do like they smart as me. But they ain't take your heart from you, they took my heart from me. I got one less person that wanted more from me. Ready to kill whoever played with me or shorted me. I got your kids, I got Nani, I got Nail too. I got your babies, Kenzie and Gabrielle too. I got your sister and your mama and your fam too. How the fuck you gon' down me? I can't stand you. I pray they don't go to jail, I want them dead. I'm just listening to the streets, hearing everything they saying. I'm just waiting on the name, I'm just praying that they say it. Give a fuck if it's the mayor, nigga, million on his head. Hey, hey, wish I can wake you up and beat your ass. Cause I was just telling you about them dreams I had. Nigga snatched my heart on my chest, can't nobody replace it When they ain't believe you was fucking with your baby Make sure T-Goods, all I ever heard you saying Tryna hold my head, I don't know if I'ma make it This shit been eating me I don't know what you seen in me, but you believed in me Tell them keep that fake love, let me grieve in peace but, ay, You drop mines, I drop yours, homie You drop one, I drop four, homie Then be like, God, please don't be too hard on me God, please don't close the door on me what kind of bag is that? Just the big one. <laughs> That's all you need to know. It's the big one.